0: Hey everybody, and welcome to a Genuine Girl podcast. My name is Meredith, and I'm just a college girl who's trying to keep it real while inspiring other girls to do the same. Today, I have a very exciting guest on. You probably know her if you've been listening to my podcast for a while. Alexa Cabal is the intern mentor, and she was on an episode back in May, but I actually recorded another episode with her all about networking, and as we approach the school year, I thought that this would be the perfect episode to put up right about now. So I'm not going to do any explaining because I get into that in the episode but i hope you guys enjoy this special episode with alexa and i i had a lot of fun recording it so let's go ahead and get right into it all right everybody i am here once again for the second time with a very special guest alexa alexa thank you so much again for being on another episode of my podcast i'm just so excited to have you back
1: Hi, Meredith.
0: I'm excited, too. Well, would you mind, I know a lot of my audience has probably listened to our latest episode about general internship advice and how to get the most out of your your internship. But for those who haven't, would you mind just introducing yourself briefly again and a little bit about yourself?
1: Sure. My name is Alexa Cabal, and I am the author of Get More Than Coffee, the ultimate internship guide and planner. And basically, that idea stemmed from my experience with five other internships that I completed. Um, Currently, I work um, full time in a company working on new hire onboarding trainings. And I received my master's degree a couple years back where my focus um, in research was employee engagement because I'm really passionate about Uh, Training and recognition programs and diversity and things like that. So, um, that's a little brief synopsis of me and how I got to be so passionate about being the intern mentor.
0: Yes, I love it. And you're great at it too. So, if you want to check out her book and you haven't yet, be sure to go do that. I'll have all the links down below. But today's episode is going to be a little bit different than our last episode, which was more just generally about internships and how to make the most of your internship. But this episode is going to be a little more focused on networking because I feel like in internships and jobs and really everywhere today, networking is such a big a big deal and this big idea that's thrown around so much. And so I kind of wanted to talk to you today about what you think about networking and how you think it'll be most effective to network for yourself and some of your more personal experiences with that too. But to start, I kind of just want to kind of get your general definition of what exactly you think networking is? Because for me, it's kind of such a big idea. And when I think of networking, it's like, oh, am I going to talk to a huge group of people who are older than me and more experienced? Or like, can I network with people my own age? Like, there's so many thoughts and questions going through my mind. So how would you define that?
1: Networking is a very overwhelming word. So I'm going to try to simplify it. And really, it's about Meeting people and keeping in touch.
0: It's I love kind of it.
1: Simple as that. Because no matter what kind of situation you're in, you can kind of network, and I'll talk about how you can do it in different ways in a little bit later in the episode. Um, but keep that in mind. You're meeting new people, and then you keep in touch with them.
0: That's awesome. I love that definition. Very short and sweet. So then are you saying that networking, because I typically think of networking in a business sense, like, oh, I'm networking to, you know, get ahead in my career or whatever. But can networking just be, you know, a personal thing to like, does that make sense? Can you use it for whatever? Absolutely. Um,
1: sometimes it can be in a business setting and personal. So for example, if you are in an internship and you're gonna think of networking with, you know, the managers and directors and all of these, but you know who else you're gonna be networking with? The friends you make as fellow interns. Mm-hmm. And so I had a friend, a fellow intern that I worked with in one of my internships and I kept in touch with her, Not. I mean, we don't text on a monthly basis or anything like that. But, you know, I follow her on, you know, different social medias and LinkedIn, of course. Um, And when I had a project that I needed to work on and I knew what her expertise was, I reached out to her and she helped me. And I would have never thought five years ago when I was in the internship with her that she would be working on a totally unrelated project with me that has absolutely nothing to do with that company. So that was more of, yes, it happened to be in the business setting, but I would take that as more of a personal networking opportunity as well. And you kind of never know who you're going to meet and network with and what kind of impact they'll have on your future. Um, Another thing too is you're also networking at school. not only with your friends or your fellow classmates, but also your professors, as weird as that can sound, but there are certain people, um, maybe even an advisor, who you'll make a connection with, who find you impressive, and keep in touch with them, where you can send them, you know, follow-up emails if you hadn't seen them in a while, and say, hey, I took this class, found it really interesting. I know you talked about that topic in your class. I took a whole class on it. Um, and professor blah, blah, blah was great. You know, I mean, it can be literally anything. Um, so different areas where you can network. It doesn't have to be a networking event because I think that's, A lot of what we think of is, oh, you're invited to this networking event. And you're like, oh, God, no, stay away. (laughs) Like, yeah, thought, especially especially for an introvert. Now, maybe you if someone's an extrovert extrovert, they thrive in those kinds of situations. They're like, great. I get to meet a lot of people. And for me, it's about finding the right setting for you. So I'll talk about that in a bit, too. Mm -hmm.
0: Yes. No, I think that's awesome to bring that up because I definitely think networking kind of, when you say it, it has this meaning and it's like, oh, networking, like, it, for me, it does sound kind of scary and like, oh, like I have to go talk to all these people, but it can really be something simple too. So I think that's good to remember. Um, and getting into that a little further, I kind of just thought before going into how to network effectively for yourself and some of the different methods of networking. I kind of wanted to get a sense of some of your personal experiences networking and how they've affected you just because I feel like for me hearing other people's personal stories really helps the idea come to life more and makes me realize like, oh my gosh, like this is a really big deal and this could really be something good. So to start, I guess, what has been your favorite networking experience that you've had or some really impactful experience?
1: Yeah, there was one um, that always sticks out to me. And I tell the story a lot because it kind of shows a mix of things. It shows disappointment. It shows success all in one story. So back when i was working with one particular company i already had a part-time job with them um a professional job this was after a couple of my internships i wanted to grow within the company and i wanted to find another role that would also be interesting to me so i looked internally in the jobs to see if there was anything that stood out to me on a weekly basis every once in a while i would check And there was one time where one really stood out to me and, but I didn't really know too much about what it was. Um, so I thought, you know what, let me reach out to the people in that department because I knew that I had access to that since I was already internal within the company. So I could get the people in that department. So I got their email addresses and I just sent a cold email, And that's what they called it. It's not that the actual email content was cold, but um, a cold email is when you're reaching out to someone that you really haven't met before or talked to before. So I reached out to them and I said, hey, I'm really interested in learning more about your department. Um, Would you be willing to meet with me? I, I make it a quick 15 to 30 minute meeting, whatever you prefer. Um, of course it sounded a little more professional than that, but that's (laughs) the essence of the email. So one of them wrote back to me and they said, absolutely, we'd love to. So someone sat with me for 30 minutes, explained her role, what she did, what kind of projects they worked on. And at the end, she said, we have a job opening for it, which I had already known because I saw it posted. Um, and she said, You should apply. And I said, I certainly will because I found it very interesting. So I applied. And guess what? I actually did not get the job. Oh. <laughs> Shocker. So I was their second choice, actually, after I interviewed with them. And I was really disappointed because I. I did everything right. I met with them. She told me to interview. I interviewed, they liked me, you know, you do everything right, but you still don't get the job. And that happens very often. Um, and that's not the first time that's happened to me. It's actually not even the first time that I was the runner up for a job. Um, so I put that behind me and, you know, kept looking casually and three months later I got a call from the manager and she said we have this job opening again we really would love to have you on our team we're sorry we know we didn't pick you initially but we'd still love to have you would you be interested and i was so i took the job and i was there for a while and i loved it um so it shows that I didn't give up. I didn't burn bridges because it's so easy to just be so bitter after that and say, well, I hate them all. They should have picked me. It's so hard because you take it personally, you know, and you could say, oh, I don't want this job. They didn't pick me first, so they don't want me. But I didn't take it that way. I tried to take it as, no, this is a good learning opportunity. I, I wanted this job. And they found a candidate that they thought was more suited. It's not that they thought I was bad, it's that they thought that this other person had a different skill set that I maybe didn't have. And I didn't know what that was at the time. Um, so that came from a networking experience. And that yeah. networking experience started with an email and a one on one meeting. Notice how I didn't say I met someone at a random networking event.
0: So that's awesome. No, and that just goes to prove how networking can really show up in so many different ways. And like, I think that's what makes it so cool is that you can network with someone and get a job like you did just by having a one on one conversation. And it doesn't have to be this huge, big deal. And I think that's kind of reassuring, too, to know that even if something doesn't work out at first and you think that, oh, like, it's the end of the world, I didn't get this job. Like, there's still a chance and good things could still come out of it, as in your case. So that's really inspiring. Thank you for sharing that. Um, I guess kind of on the same lines, has there been a networking experience that has been unexpected or more challenging, something that you really haven't hadn't had to deal with before that really caught you off guard? Yeah um, it's happened a couple times where I
1: was in a position where I had to talk to leadership and people in higher levels and that can be a little bit intimidating when you're an intern or just starting out in a new job where you have to meet and talk with people who are way above your level and it's kind of awkward because you're thinking well i have to behave in the way that they think i should behave but really i mean you should be yourself because that's how you'll be the most comfortable and honestly they're just people too they were at your level at some point they went to college they know what you're going through i mean everyone has their own experiences but for the most part like they're just people and they're happy to talk to others so um just really be yourself and try to become as comfortable as possible but i think what helps is to know that you could be put in those positions where you are talking to the general manager Of one of your departments I mean if that happens make the most of it take advantage of it talk to them
0: sure yeah no that's great advice and that would yeah that definitely sounds like something that could appear stressful but it could actually bring you a lot of benefits and you could get a lot from that just networking with those higher ups and that actually kind of leads me into my other question for you which is kind of just another personal thing. Have you ever, you know, networked with somebody who has turned into a really good mentor for you or maybe someone who was higher up than you who unexpectedly just became someone who really helped you through your own journey? Yeah. Um, in one of my internships, I...
1: Got along with someone really well who wasn't my immediate supervisor. And she was the one I would go to when I had questions about the company. When I had questions that weren't necessarily job specific. Um, she had daughters who were close to my age. So that helped because she kind of um, knew what they were going through, but also had the business perspective of, you know, the work force because she was in it. And we kept in touch after my internship. And while I was um, coming back home after college, after I graduated college, she created a job for me back at that company. Now it was a temporary position. Um, so it wasn't, you know, full-time offer because it was at a nonprofit organization, but she thought that I would be really good for this particular point in time. And she offered me a job from that because she really knew my, um, work ethic from working on the other team. And the kinds of questions I would ask her were very, um, they took initiative. Um, and even after that part-time job, I mean, um, temporary position, I still kept in touch with her and she still supports me in different ways. And you can tell she's sending me message like, she's proud of this accomplishment that I made. And then I keep in touch with her and say the same thing for her. So it's kind of a feel good mentor. Um, There are different types of mentors too that you can have. Uh, And she was good for me professionally, but also um, helped my self-confidence as
0: well. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. That's like the best kind of person to have to help you in both areas. That's that's really inspiring. Thank you. So I think those were some great stories to kind of at least help me understand networking a little bit better and just really how varied networking can be and how even just the small definition you gave in the beginning, it can really apply to so many different situations. And I kind of want to use that to bring us into the second part of this episode, which I really wanted to kind of focus on how people can actually implement these strategies of networking and how people can find the most effective method of networking that works for them. Because I feel like everybody with personality types and everything, everybody kind of has different methods of networking that work best for them. So I was wondering if you could just kind of talk about how people can go about figuring out exactly how to network in a way in which they feel comfortable in a way that kind of goes with their strengths.
1: Yeah, that's a great point because everyone feels comfortable in different ways. So, and we talk a lot about introverts and extroverts, but even introverts are different and the way some extroverts are differ as well. So Um, that's a good way to kind of start that's the base. So for example, I'm an introvert, um, but I'm very comfortable with talking to people in certain situations. So for me, it's understanding what those situations are and breaking that down. I'm comfortable with speaking to people one-on-one very well. I'm comfortable with speaking to people two-on-one. I start to get less comfortable the bigger the room gets Mm
0: -hmm. in a round
1: table and conversation, but I'm very comfortable actually presenting in front of a group of 30 people. Mm -hmm. So it's the dynamic of what you're comfortable doing in talking to people. So what I would say is kind of pay attention in social interactions where you you know, are with a group at a party even and say, when am I the most uncomfortable? For an extrovert, it may be a one-on-one with someone random and new. They may be like, oh gosh, this is awkward. But for an introvert, you may be like, yes, finally one person I can talk to. So it depends, try to find that. Then once you figure out your more perfect audience, I would say, I guess your target audience, um, whether it's one or three and what kind of environment, then you kind of build off of there. So if you figure out that, I like meeting with someone one-on-one, an example, like the example I gave earlier, where you send an email to someone who you would actually be interested in speaking to is a good way to start out and meeting with them for 30 minutes or um, you know, give them a time range and say, whatever is most convenient to you because you want to make them feel comfortable as well. Um, because you don't know what kind of style they have. Right. So you may be reaching out to someone one on one and they may be like, oh, gosh, I'm so nervous about this. And you're the one who should be nervous. Right. So you don't know their kind of style. So you want to make them as comfortable as possible in the email by saying that they can dictate the time and kind of give them a couple options and see, you know, what they're most comfortable with. So that's one way. Um, if you like meeting with large groups, then you may want to go see you know, in your school, if they do have networking events. And they may not be called networking events. So you have to look for clues as to what kind of environment you want to be in. So if they have a meeting for this topic, or whatever it is, that some club is holding that is open to all students, maybe that's something you want to go to. Maybe they're hosting a special guest speaker and you wanna meet with people who are also interested in that guest speaker because guess what, they probably have similar interests. That's one way of networking where you can talk to people before and after if you're comfortable in that kind of environment. So really, I think it's about figuring out when you're most comfortable talking to someone new. And then trying to find similar environments for that with topics that interest you.
0: That was very well said. Wow. Thank you. (laughs) That helps a lot. No. And I'm just sitting here thinking too, because for me, you know, I tend to overthink sometimes and overanalyze and I'm thinking about myself and I'm like, hmm, well, I think I like talking one-on-one, but sometimes I can talk with bigger groups. Like it really depends. And so- for me, I guess, another way that I've kind of had to figure out more of what my style is. And I don't know if you could add anything about this, but I love taking personality tests online. And just like, are you an introvert? Are you an extrovert? Like, it just all of that kind of stuff is really fun for me. So do you think that could be a good way too for people to kind of help themselves figure out exactly what kind of person they are because I know it for some people it might be easy to just say oh I know that I only am comfortable talking in large groups or something but I mean for some people like me it's I don't know there's a lot of gray area there. yeah those are
1: so helpful I love taking those tests because um, I mean obviously you know who you are I mean it's not usually a complete surprise but they tell you a result and then they usually explain it and you're like, Oh, I am like that. And then you tend to agree with it because you answered the questions that give you those results. So, um, I even have a section in my book for that where you can take personality tests. Now you look up your own and then you can write down the answers and it's really cool to also take them at different times in your life. So what I was two years ago, may have shifted now. And actually, I haven't taken the Myers-Briggs test in a while. I don't know if you've taken that before. Yes. But I see an INFJ. I'm curious to see if I take that quiz today, if I've changed a little. And I have a feeling I have. I just don't know in what way yet.
0: Ooh, that's so interesting. See, I need to do that because last time I took it, I think I was in ISFJ, so we're pretty similar, you know, (laughs) unless you've changed a lot, but no, I love that, and I think one of the big ones today is the Enneagram test, that's one that, like, all my friends are doing, like, there's so many, I've even seen people now in their Instagram bios, they start putting what their personality types are from these tests, and I'm like, I used to think that was kind of strange, but now I'm like, well, That's kind of helpful actually, because I feel like you can get to know so much about someone just through that little you know those four letters for example like they're just letters but you can kind of get to know someone that way (laughs) it's so true and i've
1: heard of some companies that actually have their teams do them so that they can kind of learn who's who so um i haven't been in a job where they've done that but i have been in a class at school that has so It's interesting to see like who you're actually working with and speak to and how everyone is different and everyone, you know, thinks differently and talks to people differently and it stems from their personalities and you can get something different from everybody when you talk to them. So I mean, that's kind of the networking thing. Like it should be a two way street. For sure. Networking. If it's only a one way street, then the other person who's just giving, 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 is eventually going to want to stop giving because what are they getting out of it? So you kind of have to like make sure that it's a symbiotic relationship where it's a two-way street.
0: Yes, for sure. That, by the way, great tying it back to networking. I know I kind of (laughs) went off there on personality tests for a minute. So thanks for bringing us up. It's so relevant. It's so relevant. I was thinking too, even just like, in the internship I have this summer, I had to take all these random, like, personality and behavioral assessments before I even got the internship, and so I was just thinking, like, that's that's such a big thing these days, and that's important for networking, too, if, you know, for some people it might be, it's interesting for me, I just like taking them, but <laughs> anyways, moving on, so I guess this has all been such great information, and I don't, I don't really have any more specific questions, but I guess just to end us off, do you have any last advice that you'd give people for effectively networking? Or I, you've given so much advice you might not, but <laughs> if there's anything else you feel like would be good to end on, now's your chance.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh gosh, I can talk about networking all day, but one thing cool thing that someone told me years ago when I was in college and that kind of stuck with me is when someone gives you a business card, write notes on the back of it because you end up keeping the business cards. It goes somewhere in your drawer. You pick it up five months later and you're like, who's this again? No clue. But if you write on the back red tie, um, met at this event was interested in this topic, then you're kind of like, oh yeah, I remember this person. And then you can go back on LinkedIn and say, oh yeah, now I remember. Yeah. Um. So writing down where you meet them now, you can write that. Someone told me, write it on the back of their business card. Um, I have a section in my book where I have a whole contact section. So you can write exactly that. You write their names, you write um, their contact information, but you also write a special note about them, something that can help you remember them. Because again, a couple years from now, you may want to go back and say, gosh, there was someone really helpful in this company. And now I want to apply to that company, but who did I meet? I don't remember. And, you know, if it's someone in passing that, yeah, they were kind of interesting, but not enough to exchange phone numbers, you know, it's still someone you want to keep on your radar. So you document that because even if you connect with them on LinkedIn right away, LinkedIn is a great tool. I love it. But I mean, I have over 500 connections on LinkedIn. If I don't remember the name or where I met them, what am I searching, even though they're within my own contacts? So you have it kind of documented down in one space so you know who you reached out to.
0: Right. That's so smart. I've definitely been trying to increase my connections on LinkedIn and all of that because that's such a big thing these days. And I think there's so much that goes into like, oh, at least for me, I'm like, oh, I need to have this many connections and stuff. But then, like you said, at the end of the day, if you can't remember like specific people who you've connected with and how they are going to help you in the future, then that might not be super helpful after all. So I think that's a really great tip. I never heard that before. So thank you for that. That's a great way to end us off. So. (laughs) Perfect. Thank you so much again for being on another episode of Genuine Girl. I really appreciate it. And again, I will have all of Alexa's links down below. Um, let's see, is there anything else you want to add about your book, your social media, anything like that?
1: Yeah, so just a reminder the book is called Get More Than Coffee, The Ultimate Internship Guide and Planner. And you can follow my Instagram at Get More Than Coffee where I put like tips and tricks uh, about internships and not just internships, but just, um, you know, the workforce and career growth in general. So, and I am happy to hear any questions. If you DM me, I love to help. That's why I'm the intern mentor. Um, If you have any questions, feel free to ask me.
0: Yes ask her anything. She's very sweet. She will, she will help you out. She's helped me a lot. So thank you again, Alexa. I hope you guys got something out of this episode. If you did, be sure to let us know. And until next time, I hope you guys have a great week.